Hi, everybody. My name is Kyle, and you are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast. I am joined here by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, how you doing today? I am doing great. How are you? Doing super well. We are joined by our guest, Ty Gowan from Haunt Me. Ty, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hello, everybody. Happy to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. We've been such big Haunt Me fans. We're so excited for the upcoming season. And you and I were chatting over on Twitter about like really cool, uh, I almost want to say ESP stuff. You and I got to chatting about a really cool EEG machine that we both picked up. We're going to get into that in a little bit here, but just a huge thank you for joining us. We want to talk to you about some of the new season, whatever you're okay talking about, and some of the notable haunts we've seen from before. Ooh, also tossing in it. I just watched an episode last night where you guys enhanced the Estes method with some cool tricks like a radio transceiver. So I want to get into all of that if you're cool with it today. Oh, I'm totally down. We just actually dropped our trailer an hour ago, so all secrets are now on the table. What? (laughs) I haven't even seen that yet. I haven't either. (laughs) (laughs) So 10-12, October 12th is the date that the new ones drop. And that, Todd, you guys dropped these all because they're on YouTube now. And did they, they all come out at once or do you do a staggered release for these episodes? We do a staggered release um, only because it's just so much work to create a season. Um, I know the current consumption trend is to to binge all of it, but that's just kind of kind of sad for us, you know, <laughs> to to work on a season all year yeah. and have it only last like a minute, you know. So I kind of we're gonna stagger it. Um, we usually do every two week releases with the tie Tuesday in between. Um, but this year, um, just because of the new format that we're doing with Haunt Me, we're probably going to release two episodes a week. So it's going to be a continued stream of our adventure. Oh, do you want to tell the audience a little bit about this new format? Yeah. So what it's going to be this year is instead of going to six to eight locations, um, just with the COVID and practicality of mm-hmm. that, we locked down one location and decided to do in a deep dive over a weekend and focus the entire season on our time spent at the Hinsdale house. Oh. So instead of just giving it a brush over um, and in interacting with the things that are part of the house, we really get to know it in what is inside this year. Oh my gosh, I adore that style. Um, one of Pagan and I's kind of, I guess in the last year, one of our, our quirks with some TV shows is how superficial certain ones do an investigation. You guys talk about this a lot in in Haunt Me, talking about how mm-hmm. you just have to do something quick. And, and you've spoken to the spirits um, in particular, like season seven, talking back to them and saying, hey, you know, we're only here for a bit, but we really want to make this good connection with you. Um this sounds amazing to see people go really deep and like a whole season in one place is phenomenal. I'm really excited to see how people react to it. Um, the stripped down approach is just a bit less editing to it. Um, you know, we've had seven seasons so far of people wanting to see the behind the scenes and, and getting, uh, messages that you know just leave a camera we just want to watch 45 minutes of you sitting in the hallway and my answer to that is like no you don't um you you don't really know what you're asking for you know when when ghost hunting um but instead of just squeezing all of the best moments into one episode and leaving some really cool evidence on the cutting room floor what we've decided that we're going to do this year is that each episode is going to focus on a single moment itself and so that moment, instead of being crushed into, you know, a few seconds of just getting evidence and trying to figure out what to do with it, you're going to see the start 
of the moment, the idea where it was born, um, the buildup in um, the practical nature of putting that moment together, and then the uh, the fallout from it and how that would relate to different parts of the night and how our, our overall plan changes based on these moments linked together. It's the closest way that we decided that we could actually have people almost like they're there with us without boring them to death of the 45 minutes sitting on a chair waiting for something <laughs> to knock, you know? Wow. I am so That's incredible. In. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> yeah, I've seen the first four episodes so far that our ed- editor, Nick Nordforce, has put together. And at first, I was a little bit nervous about moving to a new format, but I don't think I can go back at this point. It's so cool to see it done um, with, you know, just a, a little bit of nudging to help people find the where we're going with something. Um, but overall, it's pretty much how things how things played out in the moment for us. Oh, my heart. Good or bad, because that's the Hinsdale house. Yeah, that's something to talk about right there. The Hinsdale house has some real notoriety around it. And uh, not your first time there. Is that correct? Correct. Um, actually, there's a fun sound clip of me exiting during the first time we went there four years ago saying that I'm um, glad that I never have to return. Uh, and so that <laughs> is a fun sound clip that's haunting me this year. Uh, <laughs> Follow me back being, you know, kind of surreal to stand in front of the Hinsdale house and just be like, yep, I knew this would happen. In the pit of my gut, I knew I would be back, you know? That is... Well, isn't there... Uh, sorry, Kyle, I nope. didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, go ahead if you need to. No, please continue. Okay. Well, my question for you was, isn't there, you know, the, the lore around the Hinsdale house is that it calls everybody back to it? Exactly. Um, that is the lore that we've been presented with. That's what we we felt um, last time we were there before we cut ties. Um, we thought we were better than it. And then here we are back at the Hinsdale house. <laughs> and you spent a whole weekend instead of just a night. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that was... um. That was illuminating, to say the least. Oh, that I was bet. such a good episode, too, because uh, I, I looked it up here on the list. That's season five, episode five. If people want to go fetch that one from Haunt Me. I adored this one because you had the new Kirk spy, who we love very much. We're part of their paramuseum. And that was so cool seeing you guys whip out so many cool experiments in it. Um, I am just I like skimming through this episode. It's bringing back strong memories of that weird vent in that room. And I think you guys heard some noises above it in the living room. Oh, Hinsdale House is wild. Absolutely. And it was really great to have them there um, just because there's so many different mindsets all focused on the same goal um, in that one room, especially when we're doing the Estes method or the DR60 session, I should say, um, in that room, really trying to find a lead. And then it dropped a bomb on us. Um, so it was cool to see the different backgrounds, the different techniques all merging into one to try to f- push that investigation forward. I mean, this is just, I'm so excited for this season. I was already amped up before, but hearing you say it's a whole season <laughs> investigate the Hinsdale house, just taking me to the next level. Uh, I, I mentioned off the top, I want to talk to you a little bit about Estes Method stuff, but I want to bridge this conversation that we were having just before we hit the record button. Um, again, to the EEG machine. So I, I was gifted one um, by the company Flow Time uh, a few months back. And Pagan and I have used it a little bit here and there in some just light stuff. Um, we haven't really used it on any of our live uh, virtual seances to this point. 
But I really want to take the opportunity to, to break out my version on October 9th when you come by. And if you can grab your team's version, and um, for folks out there listening, the Flowtime EEG is a pretty simple headband. Uh, it's a, a stripped down version of an EEG machine. It doesn't have as many of the um, like electrode contact points. But it's got a really nice app for monitoring little spikes in, in brainwaves. And you mentioned you guys had a little bit of trouble with it at the Hinsdale house. Can you tease that any further, Ty? Exactly. Um, so, again, I'm not sure if it's going to show up in the episode just because of the trouble that we did have. But it's worth mentioning that um, before we went to the Hinsdale house, we all got baseline readings done of us um, at our hotel that we were staying in. Um, found out who, who has regular breathing rhythms and who tends <laughs> to hold their breath. Um, uh, so that was kind of cool just on a novelty sense. And then during the Hinsdale house filming um we were trying to attach it to people while they were doing the estes method to see if when you really check in in the estes method do those theta waves spike you know like are you tapping into something else is it less likely that the information is coming out of the headphones and into your ears and more likely that your brain is actually the conduit for the information that's important um again if that would happen the hypothesis is that the theta waves would spike because you're in a uh, a meditative state really tuning into the other side. Unfortunately, every time that we tried it, the app would freeze, it would break, or the battery would go dead, um, wow. which is, again, a telltale sign of the Hinsdale house. So it was a very cool idea that we really wanted to try, but that we had to abandon just because it's almost like the house itself wouldn't let it happen. I find it fascinating because having played with this one um, just solo on my own, I have not had those issues that you mentioned. So I guess I'm just giving, you know, third party testimony to say I have not had my battery die on it. In fact, the battery in it lasts very long for the flow time. And I've never had that app crash on me. So for whatever that is worth, that like you're like implying it could be related to the Hinsdale house itself. I yeah, I got to tip my hat to that. I can't say I've experienced those outside of it. So absolutely. Right. I, I don't want to give. I don't want to give Hinsdale, you know, all the credit mm -hmm. there. It could have been anything, sure. right? But it is something worth mentioning that um, it worked completely fine in the hotel room. Then it just was unusable. Um, just because I feel like once you step onto the Hinsdale property, the rules change a bit. Mm -hmm. That's wild. Um, so Estes Method. I was just watching, again, some of the Season 7 content the other night. Just getting me into spooky season. And I saw um, huh. one of your episodes. I mean, this is when you started doing Haunt Us and, and going to some other locations. Um, brought out the Estes method and then referred to having Carl and Connor on. Um, Carl Pfeiffer and Connor Randall. And then uh, talking about how you had worked on amplifying the Estes method. Our, we do a lot of Estes method work when we do our virtual seances. So I'm usually headphoned and blindfolded in the corner and Pagan's virtually asking questions as our chat's honing in <laughs> on the intention there. Now, this house that I'm in has some really bad radio reception, but you guys brought out the idea of using a, like a radio transceiver in that. Could you tell us even just a little bit about how you've worked with the Estes method and manipulating it in different ways? Yeah, it was actually an idea that um, spawned off of working with Carl and Connor themselves of like the Estes method itself. Where are you pulling in spirits from? You know, like, are you a beacon to the other side when you open yourself up that much? How do we refract 
the actual sound level to make it viable within the certain location that you're in. So we decided to, uh, it's almost like a reverb type of thing where we decided to play it back over a transmitter to increase the likelihood of the spirits that are contacting us are within the vicinity. So we have a short range transmitter um, is actually double timing what the Estes method does. So it's more likely that what you're talking to is within like 150 yards is what I think the short rave transmitter does. So we kind of refer to it as a net. Um, so anything within that net or dome um, is more likely to have the ability to speak with us as opposed to just pulling in some uh, rando from across the way, you know? Yeah. And that also goes into the aspect of, you know, is it happening, you know, in your ears or is it happening just inside your head? Uh, so it was very cool to play with, especially within um, something called the Milligent House with, with those guys, where the we picked the location on purpose because um, the mill that we were in is that size. Um, and we thought that it would be very cool to use that method specifically in a location um, that matches the, the transmitters uh, distance. Oh, I, I, I hope that's a cool explanation, but um, beyond, <laughs> beyond cool. it's hard, it's hard to, to describe it. Um, elevated to the spooky factor by adding a green light because of, I mean, a red light because of uh, wavelength variabilities to not destroy the spirit energy. Just it's a lot based on theories, but what we got from it when it worked, because it needs a very heavy radio signal coming in in order to retransmit. Um, it was spectacular. That's a beyond cool answer. That is exactly the stuff <laughs> yes. I like to nerd out on. Pagan <laughs> okay, and I. Okay. So, so to give you, I mean, we were just talking about planning out this seance a bit. Um, we use that word loosely. Some people aren't a fan of that term because of some of the baggage it has. But what we started doing was just getting together with friends every Saturday. And um, it started working on our own just understanding of these tools, like how... Do we work with the Estes method? Um, and, and it's built upon so many of the ideas that Haunt Me has shared, the new Kirks have shared. Uh, mm -hmm. And I, I, hearing all of these cool things, like I, I was immediately on Amazon adding to my, my shopping cart last night. Like, how <laughs> oh, much awesome. is an extra radio transceiver? I didn't buy yet for the record. So wallet is <laughs> safe. But yeah, hearing this tie, I mean, you've got me thinking... Now I need to, you know, lay myself with a, a red light blasting on me or something of that sort. So I, I got to you know, not only. Yeah, go ahead. Not only is the, the theory uh, that the red light is easier for spirits to work through. Um, it also looks badass as hell on camera. So <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, it's a two for one. You're absolutely so, right there. Uh, for my own understanding, could you try to explain a little bit about how the red light is easier for spirits to come through? Exactly. So as it's been explained to me, um, the way that it works is if you need any light whatsoever to use a red one. And again, that's more for camera play too. Um, you're not really helping. You're just doing the least amount of damage while still in a position where you need light. Because if you think about it with spirits being energy, red light is the lowest visible light wave um, that has the longest between peaks um, when you look at the wavelength. Um, so you Theoretically, you are doing the least amount of damage when you have a red light on if if they're having trouble to manifest. Um, again, doing it in the dark, you know, would be even better. But if you need to see people uh, in the moment, using a red light is uh, probably the best way to go to not use uh, 
imaging, I guess, light frequencies uh, if the spirit is having trouble manifesting. Now, that goes again, too. You have plenty of spirits that have no trouble manifesting, so don't worry about which type of light you use. Just go for it. But with the Estes chamber, um, knowing that we're trying to give the spirits the most likely chance to communicate with us, that's why we went with red. That and the badass-looking factor of it. (laughs) That's so cool. Oh, see, Pagan, this is this is why the Amazon cart has grown. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I well, we I mean, again, we got to thank you guys for sharing so many of these cool ideas out there. I mean, it you mentioned the theory behind it. It's so awesome. Pagan and I really started hitting the ground running with Chaos and Shadow like last year, middle of the um, pandemic around summertime. So we're over our one year mark. But it's um, it's it's thanks to like haunt me because it's just teaching me so many things I didn't pick up on over the years. I find mm-hmm. that your team is just so invested in trying different methods and not strictly um, catching things on camera just for the sake of it. Like you guys employ heavy amounts of divination in the show, which is something we love doing. And I think you really inspired us. So Ty, could we maybe talk about some of your personal divination preferences? Because um, we see the OM sticks on there. We see some tarot card pulls. Where do you land on the whole thing? So I I came in to haunt me as the tech guy, right? You know, like if it didn't read on a meter, if it didn't give me a uh, data point, it didn't matter to me. Um, and that was eight years ago at this point, maybe nine, um, when when I came into seeing the different aspects of what the paranormal are. Um, And it's really kind of grown over the years where I've seen the value in the divinatory tactics to the point of where I started studying um, the Futhark runes to kind of have something that resonated with myself. Um, Because tarot um, and Oum, I love the art, um, but it didn't resonate to me Mm -hmm. as something I could do. Plus, like, you can't really do better than Katie. You know, I'm I'm not going to be able to show her up with her tactics (laughs) when she was on the show, you know? She just, she would nail it. Um, And so when I wanted to get into it, I needed something that was authentic to me and and held my interest as well. And so that's kind of where I've grown over the past seven years is understanding that this isn't a science. There is no textbook. There's no right or wrong. You need to be open to all aspects of paranormal um, encounters so that you can kind of figure out what works best for you and then figure out why. So kind of working backwards there. So it's something that I I kind of just call amongst the team um, paranormal alchemy, where you kind of are fusing the technology with the metaphysics to make something that is even, even better than either one could ever be on their own. My favorite moments are when we are doing a, a divinatory practice, but also running our recorders or doing an SS method session. Um, or, you know, working with K2 meters in any of the other tech. When you can kind of pair the two together, you create a better story and a better understanding of what's going on in the room, better than either one could possibly do alone. Oh, my gosh. That's like literally almost like what we do for our seances because I'll be doing divination stuff. Some of our chat will do divination. Kyle's on the Estes method. We're asking questions all at the same time. And... uh. I, I love hearing that you're using the Futhark runes because I just actually started working with those Ooh. roughly about like hardcore working with them about six months ago. I've had them for about three years, but I, I've only hardcore been working with them. Uh, one of my newest favorite practices that I've just started, I actually bought a rune board 
and it has the runes engraved all the way around it. And you can also put Uh your runes as you draw them on it. But I like taking the pendulum and actually having the pendulum find the runes that are supposed to be pulled versus actually pulling them themselves. Love it. One of the... I think that would be so cool. That That would be so cool to see how that would influence spirit communication. I don't think we've actually done that for a seance yet. I don't think so. So uh, I think that we should try that one of these nights, Kyle. I think that would be fun. I think we got the And it's really interesting that you... It's interesting that you say that, too, because with that method that you mentioned, you really don't need to explain to the spirits in the room what the runes are. Um, Mm -hmm. You just have to ask your questions and and believe in the pendulum. So it's like, provide me with your answers, and I trust in in this medium to give me the answers. Don't worry about the symbols. Where a lot of times when I do rune readings, we don't put it on camera, but I I explain that, you know, these aren't dark magic. There's nothing wrong with them. They're just symbols that help me communicate with you on the other side. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's kind of cool that you've kind of figured out um, naturally a way to bypass that. Oh, wow, that's so awesome. <laughs> I, I mean, my next question would be, Ty, could, any chance we could get you to bring your runes to that seance that we have planned? Because that would be so fun. Oh, I'd be happy to. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We'll get them charged up and ready to go. Um, heck yes. One of the things that we did in the uh, Hinsdale house was our producer asked me to leave my rune set um, in the house itself overnight so it could get a good soak of the energy. And of course I said, absolutely no way. These are my babies. You know, like they don't deserve <laughs> that treatment. So what we did oh. was we uh, created a blank set with no attachments or um, any instruction um, put into them whatsoever and gave this blank set um, the overnight soak. And so you'll see in the episode uh, the full rune cast, which are I do rarely just because it's very difficult to do on, on low sleep. Um, but we do a full rune cast with the Hinsdale House's own runes um, in, in the towards the end of the season, which it was pretty illuminating and pretty cool to see what happened. Hey, everybody. Kyle jumping in here to let you know some important dates around the Revelator Podcast Network. If you are listening to this interview on October 6th, this is to let you know that tonight, we will be doing an awesome New Moon Tarot ritual as part of our Witchy Wednesday segment. That'll be taking place on the Gilded server and over on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. If you're not already following there, totally do it. If you're not already in the Gilded server, get your butt in there, gilded.gg forward slash RPN, or go to revelatornetwork.com forward slash Gilded. Both will get you there to the application link. Just fill that out and bada bing, bada boom. We will throw you in it share all kinds of awesome witchy pictures. Saturday, October 9th, we're doing the live interview with Ty Gowan. That will be recorded for all of our Contributor Plus members up on the Revelator site. So you can get in there, join that. Um, You'll get access to bonus interviews that are in an RSS feed. You're going to get access to a plethora of recorded seances that we've done, including some of those Witchy Wednesday segments. If they've got a, a nice visual to them for Twitch, we often chuck them up there. This Sunday, October 10th, will be our very first live interview. And we're doing it with John Tenney and Jessica Napick of What's Up Weirdo, good friends over there. So get in there, get ready. That actually is going to be a blog post. It will have an exclusive YouTube link so that members of the Contributor Plus tier, again, that's our $20 and beyond, uh, will get access to that. You can join in. It's going to be really fun. That episode will air live on this podcast feed right here for everyone on October 13th in advance of an awesome virtual seance with Tenny 
and Jessica Napic on October 16th. That's a ton of dates. That's a lot of dates to give you, but they're all so freaking important. So there's going to be two live streams with Tenny and, uh, and, and Jessica. We've got uh, a live stream coming up with Ty. I mean, there's a lot of cool things going on there. So make sure you get ready. In the future, just teasing more, we're doing a group dinner with Katie Webb. That's going to be you grabbing some food with us. We're going to be live on Twitch with that, live in the Gilded server if you want to join in a voice chat with us. Uh, as long as we can get Katie set up on Gilded, actually. I, I shouldn't promise that we're going to do that in voice chat. We got Michelle Belanger and Illyria Rose Little joining us on October 23rd, pending her recording schedule, but that'll be live on Twitch and Gilded. Uh, we got Witches Sabbath that I will be hosting some ESP games at. I'm their tech man this year. So if you love Matt Oren, Storm Fairy Wolf, Devin Hunter, Lord Tempest Akrov, get your butts in there. Get ready for it. And uh, yeah, that's it. I'm letting you go. Get back to the interview with Ty. Enjoy yourself. Stay safe out there, folks, and, and listen to the rest of this. Love it. Share it with friends. Leave a review on iTunes and all the good places because we'd love to shout out some five-star reviews going forward. Thank you for all your support. RevelatorNetwork.com forward slash subscribe to become a member and to gain access to all these lives streams and goodies bye i am just so jazzed up you time <laughs> my yeah my energy level right now you just have me beaming over here with excitement for this for the for the <laughs> season for what we can try and do together so um a little bit of um just to share some interest i think the fort knox episodes that you guys have done have been some of my absolute favorite those are one of the ones that pagan and i always find ourselves talking about um especially mm -hmm. you had the new kirks back tried to uh, did a big ritual on the top, spoke with uh, something called the Up, maybe. And we've been yep. doing a lot of kind of ultra-terrestrial contact in our Estes sessions. I mean, something's been coming through and alluding to it not being human and maybe from, you know, not this planet. So I have some questions for you um, about what you might want to try and actually contact in our session. I mean, if that's the route we want to go, if you and I want to maybe do dueling EEG machines, and you can have some time to think about this too. I, don't, I shouldn't put you on the spot like this, but I mean, is there something out there that if you're, again, just sitting down with a group of friends that you might really want to try and just poke and see if it might respond? Any just personal interests? Well, it's funny that you mentioned that um, because not shown on the show, but I, I'm always trying to study the different things that are going on. Um, and so right now I'm trying to learn more about what it means to be a ghost. Um, because I feel like that is an umbrella term that's well over a decade old that since it's been popularized and made mainstream. And with the amount of interest that it has been putting into the term ghost um, in spirit, it's almost seems to be ineffective now. Um, so where you're talking about ultra-terrestrials, uh, other people could have called it a ghost and left mm -hmm. it at that. Um, but it's mm -hmm. really cool to start honing in on what is actually going on um, and making sure that we understand that these entities aren't threatening in a way that we previously been able to to jump to that conclusion um, they might have different motives they might have non-human motives and their motives might be difficult for us to understand because we come from a human standpoint in a human mindset but when you look at it um, to the the point of like when a spirit throws a plate um, and we think it's an evil spirit Maybe it's not. Maybe over 200 years of, of being trapped in a home and, and confused, it's learned how to throw a plate and someone's trying to talk to it. So you do the thing that you've learned how to do and you get called a demon. Um, so it's really been a lot of 
changing my mindset with the different books that I've been trying to read to kind of follow that path along the way of you're not a demon. You just did the only thing that you know how to do, um, even though it might seem scary. So I have to come around from the mindset of uh, moving things away from evil and moving things into the cornerstone of what are you capable of? And are you just trying to reach out for contact? Oh, I love that. That is, I think that is really a great foundation that we've we've gleaned from folks like yourself and, and mm-hmm. the other um, investigators that we pay attention to is, I, I mean, Pagan, you and I have this conversation or had it a lot in the last year that mm-hmm. the idea of the term demon is so complex. It brings with it so much baggage, uh, really yes. the baggage part. Like people have so many strong beliefs. But like you said, there's there's tons of different ways that could be perceived. And again, talking back to season seven, I loved one of the um, methods you guys tried. You had some guest investigators on there. And I remember uh, the crew getting together in a circle facing outwards and kind of trying to channel energy, um, almost like send out like a beacon of all the living people that were in that space just to make yourselves visible to the other side or wherever we're talking to. I thought that was such a creative um, tool in just bridging that communication because I always wonder what if we're talking to something that's just displaced in time? Like, what if we are haunting someone that lived in the past or in the future or vice versa? So your approach to that just opens my mind. I, I love that you said that, too. That's the um, that's the Tenny approach right there, right? Ah, um, you nailed, nailed it. It, it was... <laughs> yeah, is when uh, Tenny talked to, talks about time slips and the prevalence of that, it answers a lot more questions than it brings up if you're open to that mindset of what if we're just haunting the past and we're the ghosts to, to the 1800s where uh, it would be so great to look at um, like the diary from um, the Mount Washington. If, if, it, if it exists of the princess that lives there, there's this amazing clip that Ghost Hunters captured um, where they're talking to the princess um, and they're asking where she is. And the EVP comes back, of course I'm here, where are you? Like that moment speaks so highly to me of a time slip event where it would be amazing if we could get access to the princess's journal to be like, I believe my room is haunted. On this date, two men spoke to me asking me where I was, but no one was in the room. Um, That would be crushing evidence that there is way more to the paranormal than uh, Casper's walking around trying to finish their business, you know? Wow. Oh, my goodness. Okay, that, that reminds ahead, me Megan. of the seance that we did um, where we tried to contact uh, Kyle from an alternate universe. And we got some very interesting results that made it seem like at one point we were contacting a Kyle that was in an alternate timeline who was also doing a seance, but we were the ghost that he was investigating because he you was guys, asking I... very similar questions and it was just so wild. <laughs> I love that so much. You guys just opened up the Loki multiverse right there. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which is also really funny because I'm a practitioner of Loki. <laughs> I love it. So you uh, you summon like Crocodile Kyle. Um, <laughs> bite your hand off. <laughs> uh, the TVA really, really struck a chord when watching the, the latest Loki season uh, on, on Disney+. Plus. If folks out there haven't seen it, I mean... I'm a guy that's not even the, the, I would not say I'm the biggest, biggest Marvel fan. I, I find myself synergized with a lot of it. And I didn't think I was going to dig that Loki series. But the whole concept of the TVA, the multiverse and all of that, I was like, 
this feels so on the nose for so much of the paranormal stuff we've been looking into. Like I cannot see, cannot help but see the similarities in it. So I, I feel mm-hmm. that time. It hits, right? Oh, it totally, totally hits. So I'm fascinated, like I said, if we get together, you bring some runes, we can see if we can get our, our dueling um, flow time EEG set up. Because like you were talking about, so theta waves were one of the things you were looking at. Was that right for when you're at the Hinsdale house? Yeah, just because their nature of uh, spiking when you're dreaming, uh, my thought was that when you tap into... Uh, a real good Estes method session, they would imagine that your alpha and beta waves would start to diminish and be taken over by the theta waves, um, thus making you kind of like an open canvas for whatever's coming over on the other side, trying to pass along a message. Mm, I love hearing that. I think I think uh, what I can do, just speaking from a tech perspective, is I've got it so I can uh, stream the app to folks. Like I, I, we can put that up on Twitch so they'll be able to see, you know, the the layout of my phone. And, and you, you're familiar with it to some degree, at least, so that, that, you know, you can see those waves in semi-real time. I'm thinking we could put those up on the screen. I can be an Estes method or not. And then when we start uh, just channeling around, seeing what sort of energy we draw up, I can be in there with the Estes method and we can just kind of see where those theta waves take us, see if there's any noticeable results. And then I'm, I'm assuming if we get you and Pagan so you can watch the stream there um, while you're, you know, Pagan's usually asking some questions and reading some of the comments from chat, but you'd be able to see that again, pretty real time. Uh, if there's any developments in the, in the waves there that you want to kind of poke and ask questions in that line, I think that'd be really fun. I would love that. Um, outside the Hansdale house, it might actually work. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> There's the other thing. We can put your unit to the test to make sure. It might be really fun to also try um, doing the GANs frames with the EEG as well. Um, so do like one session uh, Estes method and then do another session with the GANs frames and see how that differs. Be pretty cool, Kyle. You're gonna be exhausted at the end of the night. Oh man, I always <laughs> am. It is like I I don't know. Before I started practicing and and doing these things in person, I, I guess in some degree I had that doubt in my mind of like, oh, what are you actually tired about? You know, you just sat there and like did an Estes method session. Like, how's that draining? When you actually do it, you're right. Like I come out of there with the biggest craving. I go scarf down some food like no one's business. <laughs> oh, you're legit. absolutely doing mental gymnastics while you're in there. Um, yep. And the the weirdest part about the Estes method is that you don't get to participate in the reward of it either. Um, we had Carol um, in Mary's room of the Hinsdale house for this upcoming season had one of the best Estes methods I've ever seen. Um, and she came out thinking it was a dud while we're all jumping around and letting her know how much information that we were just able to glean from it. Um, so it, it's very funny um, to see these episodes edited and, and while I'm doing the Estes method session, see what was actually going on because I totally missed that part of the investigation, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. So <laughs> I know we're a little bit short on time today. We got to look at getting you out the door here in like the next 10 minutes. So I've got a couple last little questions that maybe can help folks out there that are interested in in playing around, toying around, merging the tech and the metaphysical. First off, you mentioned some really cool books you've been reading about um, ghost spirits and expanding your knowledge on that. Are there any titles of books you'd like to share that people might want to pick up? Yes. Um, let me look it up right here. Uh, I'm trying to pull it up. It's upstairs oh, in, my, all in, my, in my room. This is my life. My uh, books are scattered all throughout. <laughs> Same. <laughs> um, so my friends recommended to me, it's called Ann Caro Gwynn. 
Um, it's a different look at the spirits around us and how they have always been, um, according to a world of balance. Um, there's this side and the other side. It's very cerebral uh, reading where you kind of have to just throw away your other notions. Otherwise, you will say, absolutely not. That can't, that can't possibly happen. But if you read it with an open mindset, um, it's a pretty cool read to start lining stuff up with the ghosts aren't scary. Um, we just have bad forms of communication currently type of standpoint. So that's, that's something that I've been reading for a while. Um, oh, wow. I would also recommend um, if you are uh, pagan, if you're into runes, um, mm-hmm. I can send you a, a rune book that I found on uh, it, just Amazon, honestly, where it's the best way to abbreviate the uh, poetic edas uh, that that are attached to each rune to oh, give yes, you the please. biggest bang for your buck. Um, I'm drawing a blank on the name of that one right now, um, but I can send it to you after for sure. Yeah, totally. Just DM it to me later. I'd love that. You you got it. Um, it's because it's really understanding those poems more so than. Uh, memorizing a list of adjectives that are attached to each room that'll really tell you the meaning behind the the symbol that more so than um i guess the definition of it oh that's so awesome that's great. Oh, i'm so oh. excited for it Gosh. yeah happy to look that up and send it to you okay <laughs> and then my my next question is going to be i mean you've already teased us with some of the tech that's coming this season but it's kind of a two-parter take it how you want but i'm curious if you want to talk to people a little bit about some of the tech they can expect to see um for experiments in the hinsdale house but on top of that i really want to know what your favorite like just going trend might be like what's the what's the piece of tech you're most enjoying playing with these days Definitely. Um, I might actually spin that second question a little Please. bit more because um, at the Hinsdale House, I saw something new that I wouldn't have expected. Um, and I'm very into the idea of it right now and, and the theories behind it. Um, but for the first part, um, what you people can expect is more of the same that we've done over the past couple of years. We didn't want to blow the lid off of anything um, because we really wanted to get into the heart of Hinsdale without experiments going wrong you know mm-hmm. so we kind of just move along with the tried and true methods that we've used in the past um to try to really connect with whatever is there um our goal being that we went into it with more knowledge um i'd read the entire diary of clara miller um who wow. lived there in the 70s so that i was armed with their experiences going into the house um unlike i we were last time we were in there. So I guess the the greatest tool this time is historical knowledge, which was really cool. Um, Spent some time in the local library going through microfiche to try to find the newspaper articles that came out in 1974 um, uh, so that you could have the original story of the Hinsdale House haunting, as opposed to what basically 50 years of embellishments have done to it. Um, our, our episode included, um, we knew that going into it last time, um, we were creating a bigger mythos than maybe it deserved. Um, and so we wanted to kind of unwork that a little bit this time. And so our goal going into the Hinsdale house this time was to live there for the weekend and really make it the Hinsdale home. Um, so you'll see that in in the very beginnings of the episodes, um, just trying to move in like the, the the dandies did in the in the 70s and experience it in a way that they had so we could get to the root of what's going on at the Hinsdale House instead of the fluff that's attached itself since then. 
And additionally, um, I will say the coolest new technique that I've seen was, um, I guess I can drop the surprise now because the trailer's out, um, but we had our old friend and Haunt Me founder, Ashley Brooks, come back for this season. Um, it was awesome bringing her back because she hadn't been to the Hinsdale house, so she was not um, biased by the previous experiences that we had or the fears that we had of the house. And she's been spending the time um, since then working through a bunch of different other um, metaphysical practices, one of which she has named tonal cosmology, um, which was really cool. Um, Ash is a savant when it comes to um, astrology and as well as music. And so she's blended her two loves. So I'm not trying to explain it in her absence in the way that she explained it to me, but um, each celestial object vibrates with a certain tone. So what she and her boyfriend did was, was to elevate these tones into a level that the human here can perceive. So bring everything up equally so that they all make different chords when they're playing together in the sky. So like uh, Jupiter trine Saturn would make a specific sound. Um, and so what she was able to do was to bring in um, the different tonal sounds and chords. Um, so create that vibronic vibration. Oh, see, I'm tripping over that word. Create that frequency that the house would have been surrounded or bathed in by the sky of the night when the exorcism happened in 1974, or the day the dandies moved in. Um, we played the same tone as soon as we moved in, um, as well as other tones that were um, important for our investigation. And it was really interesting to see how the energy in the house evolved or flipped based on the the different sometimes chaotic tones that were made by the sky through through uh ash's tonal cosmology Ooh, that is so freaking cool i mean i've i've, I've got to admit i have a, a fascination with that it's something i'd like to play with someday i've not heard it to that degree with the cosmology aspect morphed in but i've always wanted to try using certain tones in certain like seance settings and just seeing what that might do if you can get a house resonating with it so ty that that just, mm, I'm ready for it. I am ready for it. <laughs> Make it happen. It's It was very cool. And it was a almost unintrusive way to look back in time for a moment. Wow. Wow. Yeah, Megan and I are just over here like <laughs> jaws drop, ready to, ready yeah, to see literally. this. <laughs> like you're, you're describing this and I'm just like, this has got to be the coolest thing ever. Because, you know, my experience with tones is... Uh, the healing tones and all that, the frequencies that help heal the body mm. and align the body and all that, that that's my extent of working with tones essentially, but I've never thought about using similar tones to amplify paranormal activity or see what happens if the house hears that. Exactly. So we played it loud. Um, we played it, um, uh respectfully um and we explained what we were doing and it was very neat to kind of just peer back in time for a little bit to see how whatever was in the house was reacting on that night in 1974 um by creating a similar environment almost absolutely wow. amazing well everybody I... <laughs> oh it was a blast it was really cool this is I'm why you need lie. to I really binge. hearing it. Yeah, this is why folks out there need to binge on me. I mean, not only are you going to come up with dozens of cool experiments and just ideas to, to expand the brain, but I love that your team is so respectful 
Um, that's something we take to heart very, very much is approaching well, thank what, you. whatever you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. With just that love and care. And I've, I've heard you guys say it a dozen plus times that, like you mentioned a bit ago, making it a home, making it respectful to the spirits, whatever's coming through. So Ty, I cannot thank you enough for joining us in this episode today. Like I said, just absolutely Man, energized us. Thank you so much, both of you, for having me. This was this was really cool. And to finally meet you. You know, like we've been yes. talking on Twitter for a while. I love what you post. Um, so it was really cool to have you reach out. Um, this has been an awesome experience. So sweet of you to say. Well, I, I got to tell everyone out there again, Haunt Me, October 12th. Go check that out amazing youtube channel you could go binge them all so like literally no excuse just look up haunt me and you're gonna find tons of amazing episodes mm -hmm. uh pagan and i have raved about them for a year so i'm sure you've already our <laughs> listeners have a, a bunch of them on cue or have already binged the whole thing themselves ty i mean seriously thank you a ton we'll get to hang out with you live on twitch october 9th and that is going to be at twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. We'll get some posts up there on the blog. This episode should be hitting people's uh, feeds around October 6th. So if you're out there listening to this, like I said, go get ready. Get subscribed to Haunt Me. Ty, you're active over on Twitter. Are there any other social networks or things that you want to call out that people should check out for you? Yeah, I'm um, at unrefined tie um, or unrefined underscore tie on Twitter and Instagram. I have a, a public Facebook, um, but I'm not diligent about using it because I'm not Team Zuckerberg. But it's a necessary right. evil um, if you're trying to get with the word out of your of your prospects. But uh, Instagram and uh, Twitter are probably the best places to find me. Um, and also, we're very active on YouTube during the spooky season. So find us at. Um, uh, youtube.com slash haunt me official um, that's where you can find all of our episodes or our website love it love it love it well folks there you go you have your links ty will get you out of the door here just in time so again thank you from the bottom of our hearts for joining us we are so amped thank you for ringing in the spooky season for us and everyone out there listening yes happy spooky season you guys have a very very <laughs> safe couple weeks here we will chat with you live next so everyone out there take care Bye-bye. Bye-bye.